BYU Cougar Baseball is on the air as the Batcats get ready to take the field. Rockets want deep left field. Left fielder looks up. That is a grand slam home run. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now to get you ready for Cougar Baseball, here's Brent Norton. Now welcome to Larry Miller Field here. Game two of a series, BYU versus San Francisco. Sellout here tonight on a beautiful night for baseball. And uh, the... Uh, League-leading BYU Cougars going against the USF Dons. Had a chance to down with head coach Mike Littlewood just a few moments ago. Let's get his thoughts uh, before uh, tonight's uh, game two against the Dons. We are head, here with head coach uh, Mike Littlewood uh, right before game two. Coach, a big uh, win last night. Great team win as we've seen this Cougar team just time and time again. And, boy, after a, a little bit of a lackluster effort Tuesday, boy, they came back in all cylinders last night. Yeah, we did. We, we always talk about short memory. We talked about that on postgame last night. Uh, just push the reset button and uh, get going. We had a lot of energy, and I think we did a great job against Ornito, their starting pitcher, uh, who wasn't sharp, but we, we swung at pitches that we could handle and uh, squared them up. And, you know, once we got a 10-run lead, that it, they let it get away from them a little bit. Didn't want didn't to put any pitching in that was going to possibly help them tonight or tomorrow. So... We'll scratch that away, count the win, and, and get ready to go tonight. You know, some teams in the conference you just play better against, and this is a, this is one team you have. Uh, nine straight wins in Provo against USF, and uh, uh, Giratano always puts a great team on the on the field, especially pitching and defense. And but you've had good success against this team. Yeah, it's interesting. Some some teams you just like. We, I'm watching a St. Mary's game as we speak, and we don't play very well at St. Mary's for some reason. We don't play well at Pepperdine yet. We sweep. St. Mary's here. We've sw- swept them the last couple of years and uh, beat Pepperdine two out of three the last couple of years here. And so it's just um, we tend to play obviously better at home. But um, San Francisco is just one of those teams that we play well against. And um, I don't know why, but it's just uh, our, our guys have a lot of confidence against them. You know, Coach, uh, boy, when you look at the success of Sapiti, he's 8 for 18, hitting 444 since being inserted into the lineup. And also uh, Jelich, 14 for his last 31 since uh, Game 2 at Pacific. Those two guys, besides the rest of your team that's been consistent all year, boy, what a difference it's made uh, offensively to you. Well, and to have a freshman in Sapiti come in and hit in the middle of the lineup, put him, put him in, the, in the five hole yesterday and did a great job, had good at-bats, not just the results of um, base hits, but hit, hit balls hard, uh, took close pitches, had good command of, of the strike zone uh, from the offensive side. Uh, and then talking about Jelich, if he puts the ball on the ground, if he can hit the ball on the ground, he's got a 90% chance of, of <laughs> having that a base hit. I mean, just if the infielder takes one extra step or one little bobble or doesn't attack the ball, the ground ball, he's safe. So he adds such a um, an athletic dynamic to our lineup. Uh, it's good to see him swinging it. Um, his average is up to 330, which I don't pay a whole lot of attention, but I do know 330 is better than 220. You know, he's got 34 strikeouts. We were talking about it on the air last night. Can you imagine if he'd cut those strikeouts in half? Yeah. He'd probably be hitting 400 right now because you're right. He hits the ball on the ground, and there's about a probably 70% chance he's going to get a base hit. Well, we were looking at um, researching his the balls that he puts in play, what his batting average is when he puts the ball in play. It's got to be like 700 You know, when he, when he puts the ball in play. And he's doing a better job of uh, leaving the fastball up in the zone, knock on wood. Um, he has the last week or so. Uh, you know, he still needs to work on recognizing and uh, laying off that curveball and, and change up down. But last night he hit a double. That, uh, his double down the line was a, a curveball down. And so maybe he's figuring out a little bit. But he's one of those guys you just go up there and um, if he doesn't get hit, which he's been hit about 13 times, uh, we just wanted to put it in play because, he, man, he's a special runner. All I know is when he's in the lineup defensively, he presents uh, lots of – well. 
pressure just with his speed on the bases and then defensively the way he can cover center field, huge advantage for BYU. Yeah, it's almost like you expect any ball that, that's up there for four seconds for him to go, go catch. I mean, you look at his A to B speed. He's, he's running full speed on his first step. He's, he's a really fun athlete to watch run. And I know what kind of anxiety an opposing quick player does to me. You, you, you want to bring the corner guys in. Um, you, you bring your middle infield in a half step so they get to the ball a little bit quicker. It just creates anxiety. You're always saying, hey, watch the bunt. Um, so you're, you're kind of on point with those guys. And then, and then it allows him to just kind of hit a, hit a double down the line that if the third baseman is playing back, he might make that play. So it, it is an interesting dynamic, and they say speed kills, and uh, Jelic is proof of that. That was BYU baseball head coach Mike Littlewood. For lineups and the first pitch, let's rejoin Brent Norton. All right, back here, Larry Miller Field, as uh, Tyler Villaroman steps in and singles off of Easton Walker to uh, lead this ball game off. Uh, game got started a couple of minutes early, so we apologize for joining the game a couple of pitches late. So Villaroman with a single lead off the first, and uh, Jack Winkler, the shortstop, will now step in. Big crowd. We've been told it's uh, already a sellout. They're not selling any more tickets as the fans continue to make their way into the ballpark here tonight on just a beautiful evening for baseball. First pitch is over for a call strike to Winkler, who went one for five last night, uh, joined by Tuckett Slade. And, Tuck, this is what it's supposed to be all about, uh, Cougar baseball and beautiful night, great weather, and a big crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Team's playing great. Fans are recognizing that, coming out to support them, and uh, looking forward to a fun one. Owen won the count. Here is Walker from the stretch, the sophomore out of Pleasant Grove High School, a little bit outside for a ball. Easton uh, coming into the ballgame, six wins, no losses, a 1.30 earned run average. Five foot nine, 160-pound sophomore. And he has been lights out this year for BYU as uh, Easton has had a tremendous year. Swing and a miss just through that fastball right past him at 88. Yeah, kind of a weird time to hit right now early with the home plates completely shaded. Easton Walker's 1.30 run average is sixth in the nation. If the season ended today, he would be the second lowest in Cougar history, the 1.30. And his whip would be the third lowest since 1970. He's allowing 1.44 walks per nine innings. Just unbelievable stats for this young man who really wasn't a starter coming in on opening day, but uh, they gave him the ball, and it's been lights out ever since. Here's the one-two pitch, popped up foul, out of play. Well, Over it's near the, the uh, bullpen area. Ball ends up in the crowd. Yes, it does. Well, like you said, this is a starting role here that he 100% earned by going out and pitching. He was a long reliever the first three weekends of the season. And then kind of earned that start once we got into conference play after the Gonzaga series, and he's been lights out since he take that, took, uh, took that role. You know, when he wanted it. I mean, that's, that was his goal. That's where yeah. he wanted to be, and, yep. and that's where he's, he has been. And he's certainly been a key cog in this uh, Cougar uh, year this year. Quick throw to first and back in safely is uh, Villaroman. Uh, Villaroman, 18 stolen bases in 19 attempts this year. Guy at the plate, Winkler, also has nine steals, so these guys can both really run. Well, they're their catalyst. They like to get on for their big swingers that are on deck. One-two pitch popped up in the infield. Or shallow left. Now uh, Jelic coming over. 
left center field, and uh, the center fielder for the Cougars uh, makes the catch for out number one. Cougars the exact same lineup tonight with Hill behind the plate, Kringlin at first, Matthews at second, Clough at short, Brian Sue at third, Mitch McIntyre in left, Donnie, Danny Jelilich in center, Brock Hale in right field, and uh, Easton Walker on the hill. Cougars won big last night by a score of 20-3, to game that just got away from San Francisco as they threw a couple of guys out there just not to get into their bullpen, and they just couldn't throw strikes. Kept hitting Cougars, kept walking them, and Cougars scored seven runs on one hit there in the eighth inning. Yeah, just a crazy kind of an ending of a game, kind of a way you don't want the game to end because it kind of lulls you to sleep there. One man out, Riley Helen steps in and throw to first base, and Villaroman back in safely. Cougars come in 32-13 and 13 on the year, 16-6. and six. And we'll try to update you on some games being played tonight. St. Mary's and uh, Santa Clara playing right now. Two to one the last time we checked St. Mary's on top. There's a short hopped it over to uh, Kringland, and uh, Keaton did a good job of coming off the bag and making sure that ball didn't get away from him. Yeah, I kind of feel like that was going to be deja vu yeah. from, from last night. Lead off single, then the air, and, but a really good play by Keaton to be able to snag that. One man out. One man in, and uh, Riley Helen, the hitter. That pitch is up high for ball one. Cougars really expecting uh, Villaroman to, to run on one of these pitches. 18 out of 19, pretty good percentage. As the Cougars and the Dons, Cougars have beat the Dons nine straight here in Provo. This is a team BYU plays very well. And here's the pitch. Easton Walker fires and pitches up a little bit high. Ball two. I think Easton is so concerned with Villaroman that uh, maybe he's uh, lost a little focus on throwing strikes here. Which I doubt they're going to run him in this count early because they like having the first baseman hold on to give a big hole there for Helland because he likes to pull it there. 2-0 pitch, way high. Ball three. Cougars struggled early yesterday in the first with a couple errors. They got out of it with a double playground ball. And uh, this young man's allowing less than two walks a game. He's gone 3-0 and to Helen. And Jonathan Allen, the guy on deck, has 17 home runs this year. Here's the pitch. That's over for a strike, 3-1. and one. BYU, I think, uh, literally one win away from completely cementing a position in. Yeah, it looks like one win will get us uh, at least a, a guaranteed top four spot in the league going into Stockton. Three and one the count with one man out. And there's the pitch and the runner going. Ball fouled off three and two. Well, I made my uh, flight arrangements today. Huh? That's how confident I was. I like that. I take that bet. Going into Sacramento, though, Tuck. Okay, decided to give decided it a shot. To do it, huh? Okay. Decided that hour and a half, hour and forty-five minute over the mountain. I'd try something different. Especially if you get there in traffic with uh, yeah. that San Francisco brutal. Bay Area. It's brutal. Three and two, the count. One man out and one man on, and a throw to first and Villa Roman. Back in safely in games tonight. Uh, Saint, Saint Santa Clara is at St. Mary's. That game being played right now. And it's 9-1 to St. Mary's in the sixth. 
in that one. So St. Mary's has uh, exploded there, up 2-1. Pepperdine at Portland, that should be an interesting game. Pacific at San Diego. Lamar at Gonzaga in non-conference action, and LMU is off to graduation. There's a ball-grounded foul. That ball up and off of the third-base coach's foot. I'm not sure he saw that ball. Yeah, maybe he didn't. The sun is there, yeah. He didn't even make a move to try to get out of the way of it. And Nakamura, he's one of the best guys around. He's one of the best coaches in the country. Such a great guy. Have a really good relationship with him. Nakamura, the assistant head coach, has been there for 21 years at uh, San Francisco. Again, 3-2 pitch, down low, ball four. So a walk and a single, and that will bring Jonathan Allen to the plate, the left fielder. Well, just like last night, this is where you need to execute a pitch and try to get you a double play ball because Allen's proven he'll hit into that double play ball. He did it three times last night. Only one of them was turned but uh, had a chance to turn two others. Allen, 6'3", 200-pound senior out of Concord, California. Hitting 263 on the year. And Easton Walker with a couple runners on. One man out, first pitch, down low, ball one. Well, it hasn't had a feel for that changeup yet. They, USF offense showed that they'll swing for that if you can get it close to the zone. Did it a ton yesterday off wood. But uh, Easton keeps spiking that pitch so far early in the first inning. One ball and no strikes. Allen, uh, 53 strikeouts this year and 186 at-bats. They'll go along with the 17 home runs. There's a curveball up high for a ball. Brandon Vandermeid is the uh, home plate umpire. Kellen Levy at first. Uh, Matthew here, Sema, is the second base umpire. And Bill Barnes down at third. Now, quickly, Mike Bradshaw, the pitching coach for the Cougars, uh, out to talk to Walker. This might be the biggest crowd Walker has ever uh, pitched in front of. In fact, I would uh, probably guarantee it. Well, it's just baseball. Let's go out and keep playing the game. You can just tell he really doesn't have a feel for his pitches right now, which is so uncharacteristic of him. He's such a just amazing strike thrower. 2-0 2-0 the count on Allen with runners at first and second as uh, the Dons threatening here. Cougars won big last night, 20-3. They are 16-6 in the conference. Uh, Gonzaga is 16-8. They've uh, played uh, three more games in the conference coming into uh, this weekend. And here's the 2-0 pitch, and that's up high ball three. So Allen, with a 3-0 count, be interesting to here to see if they uh, give him the green light to swing away. I would. This is a big chance for them to, to punch a punch it early. 3-0, big swing, fouled it off. Got a pitch that he liked and just missed it. Fans continue to stream into the ballpark here. On a uh, biggest crowd we've had in a couple of years. Brought in some extra seating. Swing and a miss on a fastball. Three and two. Big swing right there. Well, you got to locate right now. Nowhere to put him. But you don't want to elevate anything. Throw that same spot right there, down and away. 
Get a roll over ground ball or a swing through strikeout. Three and two, Walker looks in. And the pitch, runner going, popped up. Center fielder Jelich coming in. And he will make the catch for out number two. Yeah, nice job right there by Walker to fight back. Down 3-0 to their best hitter. Get him to fly out in that situation. I like the idea they, they send the runners right there. Create a little action. They've done that twice now where they send runners and the ball was popped up. Well, I think the reason they sent those guys is because the two guys are on base. Yeah. But especially with the pension of the strikeout for Allen. Exactly. Two men out, and Robert Emery, who was the best hitter for this team last night, he homered in the second inning, had a single later, so he was two for three with an RBI. And Kirby with a chance to, uh, or Emery with a chance to give the Dons on top here early. Emery, a junior out of San Francisco, he's the catcher, six foot, 210 pounder. As Easton Walker set, here's the first pitch. Fastball just missed outside at 88. Looks like Vandermine got my evaluations. His last two times behind the dish, he was so wide that I know the coaching staff wasn't happy with him because just way too wide, right? And so far today, it's been really tight. It's kind of a completely different zone. One ball, no strikes. And the pitch ball grounded foul over into the Cougar dugout. As we talked about, uh, you see Vandermeid down here if you're in the ballpark, uh, encouraging the batters to get back in the box, which is the new collegiate rule. He's done that twice already that I, as I've watched uh, last week, and, of course, that wasn't happening. I think it was, no, it was San Diego State yeah, correct. on uh, Monday night. 1-1 one, one the count. Pitch is a curveball, and that one drops in over the outside corner, one and two. Well, execute a good pitch right here. Find a way to get out of this. You get out of these tight jams early in the game like it showed yesterday, it changed the whole momentum, Brent. I I truly believe that if San Francisco would have scored in that first inning, it would have been a different game. But after that, and then we put up four, it was like they were done at that point. One and two the count as Walker... On the hills, throwing uh, 24 pitches here in the first. And the pitch, and that pitch is up high. Villaroma, big jump, got stole third base. No throw even made by Noah Hill, and that guy can really run. You can could, you could see it right there. Yeah, and that doesn't hurt you extremely because he's going to score on a hit from second with his speed anyways. Villaroma taking a little bit of a chance there. Boy, you never want to yeah. make the th- – uh, the third out at third, uh, third base. Smart, though, by Noah to not even attempt to yep. make that throw. Two balls, two strikes to Robert Emery. He'll be followed by Jacob Munoz. And here is Walker's pitch. That's outside. Runner advances to second base on a ball down in the dirt. And the count now three and two. Well, that's a little two-out play that they run there. They read ball and dirt, and they take off, and they want Noah to come up throwing so they can steal a run. But uh, he didn't fall for it and just let him go just because Villaroma is so fast that if, he, if you do throw to second, he's going to score. Three and two the count with two runners on. Top of the first here, Larry Millerfield in Provo. 
BYU, uh, 25th ranked in the nation. Their ball's fouled out of play. And number one in the West Coast Conference right now, the 16-6 and six mark. They've got uh, this game and then tomorrow's game with San Francisco left, and then uh, they will move up to Salt Lake, play Utah on Tuesday evening, and head to Santa Clara Thursday, Friday, Saturday of next week, and that will end the regular season for the Cougars. And then the conference tournament uh, the following week uh, back down in Stockton. Here's a 3-2. Swing and a miss. Easton Walker strikes him out. Gets out of the jam here in the first inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, two runners left. We are through a half an inning. San Francisco nothing. And the Cougars coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. All right, back here at Larry Miller Field as the Cougars... uh, Retire the Dons in the top half. The first Scott Walker or a Parker, a lefty, starting for the Dons here against this uh, powerful BYU lineup that is the number one ranked offense in the conference. Cougars also the number one ranked pitching staff in the West Coast Conference, and that's why they sit on top of the conference right now, 16 and six. Brian Sewell lead it off. He went one for four last night with a couple of RBIs. So Brian get off the snide a little bit after having a little bit of a struggle. Hopefully that can continue here in tonight's game. And uh, Sue swings and misses at a fastball from Parker for strike one. Parker usually mid-80s, yeah. kind of a crafty left-hander. Yeah, mid-80s with a slider, curveball, and changeup. Likes to throw his slider quite a bit. Here's the 0-1. That's just off the plate. He was high school teammates with Justin Sterner. They, uh, Justin was telling us about him today. A ball and a strike. And Sue steps back. Here's Parker's pitch. That's over for a strike. Fastball looked like it kind of running away from yeah. the right-handed hitting uh, Brian Sue. Cougars usually... Very good team against left-handers. McIntyre and Clough, both decent hitters against lefties, but I'll tell you, the rest of those right-handed. They love it. Especially Kringlin. Love it. Love that left-hander on the hill. Here's the one-two pitch. That ball is grounded foul down the third baseline. Boy, Coach Mike Littlewood was thinking about making the play, but uh, thought better of it and (laughs) pulled that hand back. Might have a bruise from last night. Ball and two strikes to Sue. He'll be followed by Noah Hill and then Brock Hale. As Parker on the hill, rocks and fires, and that pitch is swung on and missed, and Sue goes down on strikes. Out number one, and that'll bring Noah Hill up. Yeah, good changeup right there. Defensively, uh, Robert Emery behind the plate, Riley Helland at first, Kyle Nell is the second baseman. Jack Winkler at short. Ricky Urata is the third baseman. Jonathan Allen in left. Tyler Villa-Roman in uh, center. And Jacob Westerman in right field. And Scott Parker, six wins and three losses on the year for Parker. His ERA is in the, co- in the West Coast Conference is just a little bit under five runs a game. He doesn't have the overpowering stuff, but... Uh, Knows uh, 
how to spot his pitches. Yeah, he wants to get you out. He wants you to get yourself out by swinging at a fringe pinch, pitch and uh, just trying to keep you from uh, barreling up pitches. Here's the 1-0. That's over for a strike. Fastball at 86 from Parker. Not a big kid. 5'8", 170. He's a senior at Laguna Niguel, California. Mentioned his overall earned run average, 4.34. In conference play, about 4.8. And there's a curveball, and that's over for a strike. He's a strike thrower. He's going to come at you. He's going to flip it over there, get you to see it, and then he's going to throw that change up down to get you to try to swing at it. A little bit of breeze blowing out to left center field here in the ballpark. Had a couple of home runs here last night, one by both teams. That pitch is down low for a ball. And that's the key tonight, I think, Brent, is going to be can you take the low changeup? Because it comes out just like that fastball. When you see 84, 85 mile an hour fastball, you're just licking your chops and ready to hit. But then if that 80 mile an hour changeup just dives underneath your hands, it makes it tough. Two balls, two strikes to Noah Hill. His parents in attendance here for senior weekend, and Noah Hill. Cracks one up the middle for a base hit. Just waited on that pitch and uh, hit the ball right back up the middle just the way you're taught. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. He got the changeup elevated that time and hit it right back up the middle. Good at bat by Noah Hill. Rock Hill, his second grand slam of his career here last night. As that led to a big fifth inning when the Cougars put the Dons away. Noah two for four last night with five RBIs. Leads the Cougars with nine home runs and uh, 38 RBIs on the year. And Hill pops it up. Big swing. Pops it into shallow center field. Shortstop going back. Nobody can see it. And Hill is going to end up at second base. That's a single. That's yeah. a base hit. Yeah. Center fielder was coming hard. The shortstop completely lost it. Yeah, well, the shortstop has to make that play because if you w- watch where he was playing in center, he literally was by the warning track. No chance for him to make that play. And the shortstop just didn't see it. Well, back-to-back singles by the Cougars, and Jackson Clough steps in. Clough two for three last night with a couple of RBIs. That's where you want to make that. It uh, doesn't go down as a mistake in the in the scorebook. It goes down as a single. But, uh, yeah, he's frustrated. The pitcher's frustrated <laughs> that ball didn't get caught. Especially with Brock Hill, uh, Hale up there. Boy, you get him to pop up, and you got to feel like it's a, a uh, good thing. One man out, two men on, and the first pitch to Clough is way outside, ball one. Well, just like last night, right? First batter got out, back-to-back singles, and then Clough hit the double, and the Cougs were off. See if we can repeat that right here, Jax. Cougars scored four in the first last night to jump on top. Parker with a 1-0 count, and here's the pitch. Took it a little bit outside for ball two. That's a huge take right there. He wants you to swing at that breaking ball down and away. Puts you in a plus count here to get a good pitch to drive. Bluff a couple of uh, stolen bases last night. He leads the Cougars with 11. Hasn't been thrown out this year. Cougars a 41 out of 49 in stolen bases this year. That pitch is inside ball three. On deck is Ryan Sapiti, the super freshman who has come in and 
since being inserted in the lineup a few games ago, hitting over 400. I know I talked to Coach Littlewood last night, and uh, Giartano was saying, well, where, where, has he been hurt? Where's he yeah, been? Yeah, where's this guy been? Oh, we've just been, you know, he's been working some kinks out. Yeah, I've just been saving him for the, the <laughs> for title the stretch. stretch run. Yep. Three and all the count. That pitch is up high, ball four, so base is loaded for Sapiti. That's a great time to hit for a young kid right here. You're at home, less pressure. I can guarantee this is the biggest crowd he's ever played in front of. Yeah, you just have a good at bat here and do what you've been doing. See a ball elevated and Sabini, driving a run. 8 for 18 since being put into the lineup. 444 average, 5 RBIs for Sapiti. Last night he was 2 for 4 with 4 RBIs. And, boy, he's got a big chance right here to put the Cougars on top. Look how deep they're playing in center. Here is Parker's first pitch, and Sapiti takes that one on the outside corner for a call strike. Yeah, changeup right there. Called strike, good pitch. If you can get ahead with your breaking ball for a called strike, that really makes the at-bat for the pitcher just awesome because now you can go to whatever you want to. One man out, bases loaded. Parker from the stretch. And here's the pitch to Sapiti, and that's way outside for a ball. Cougars and Dons tomorrow, 1 o'clock senior day, so uh, make your way out to the ballpark a little bit early and honor the nine seniors who are on this year's team. They have definitely uh, been the backbone of this program over the last couple of years. And here's the 1-1. But gets away from the catcher, but comes right back to him. Wow. Good thing uh, Noah Hill didn't start coming because the ball came right back. Sapiti, with bases loaded, is 0 for 2 this year. Of course, that's just a very small sample size. The best guy on the team with bases loaded is Brian Call. He's 2 for 3, and uh, Jackson Clough, 4 for 6. Clough's at first base after having walked. So two balls and a strike. And here is Parker's pitch. The ball hit pretty well. Deep center field. Center fielder going back. Right up against the wall. Makes the catch for the out. Sapiti with a big sack fly in the Cougars lead one to nothing. Even when he misses it, the ball goes a long way. That just didn't seem like he caught the whole thing. Yeah, you know, he missed that. He got off the end of the bat, and it's at the warning track up against the wall for a nice sack fly. Good swing. Great job by Sapiti there. Gets his uh, sixth RBI of the year, and that will bring up uh, Mitch McIntyre with runners at second and third base. Great chance for Mitch right here to get some big two-out RBIs. Been a good offense this year with, with two outs. Been able to put up a ton of clutch runs and, and, and big momentum-type runs. McIntyre this year with bases loaded two for four. With uh, Of course, not there's not bases loaded now. Runners at second and third base. And here is Parker's first pitch. McIntyre takes that one down for ball one. As I mentioned, uh, just about every seat filled in the ballpark here tonight. On a, You can see, see kind of the pent-up demand. Cougars been gone and winning all these games over the last uh, three and a half weeks. And, boy, they come home uh, Friday night, and it's, uh, it's lights out in the ballpark. 
It's great to see the crowd out and supporting the team. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's outside for ball two. Parker right now really struggling with his command against the left-handed hitting Cougars. And you know, it's interesting. McIntyre. He looks so good against Sue. His pitches were great. And then even when he got ahead of Noah Hill, it looked good. And then all of a sudden it was two hits in a row, and he tightened up and threw four straight to Clough and sack fly, and now two straight balls to, to Mitch. On deck is Kringlin. And here is Parker's pitch. That's inside ball three. So Kringlin on deck. He is uh, ready. I know his eyes light up when he sees lefties on the hill. They brought in some temporary stands down there, and they they didn't bring in the big ones. They they should have brought in one about three times that size. There's several people just down overhanging over the fence down the first base side down near the bullpen for San Francisco. 3-0 pitch is over for a strike. Again, the Dawn defense playing very deep for McIntyre. Mitch two for six last night with a couple of RBIs. Like to send a shout out to J.D. Thompson. He is the grandpa of Hobbs Nyberg. He couldn't make it to the ballpark, but he's listening in. So uh, try to bring him the game. Well, there's a good curveball that drops in for a strike. Three and two, the count. That's impressive. I mean, three-one count. You go breaking ball. He does have first base open, so he can be a little bit aggressive. But that's a that's a big time pitch in that count. So three and two, McIntyre. Young man of uh, Twilla, sophomore, hitting an even 300 on the here for the Cougars. And here is Parker's pitch, and that ball is grounded right at the first baseman. He's got it on a couple of hops. He'll step on the back for the out, and the Cougars are limited to one run in the inning on two base hits. There were new errors. Two runners left on base were through one. Cougars one, San Francisco nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. We'll go to the second inning. Cougars leading 1-0 over the Dons of San Francisco. Jacob Munoz will lead it off. Munoz, a left-hander. He'll be followed by Jacob Westerman and then Kyle Nell. And Easton Walker on the hill for the Cougars. Easton, a little bit of a struggle in the first. As he threw 28 pitches in that first inning. The first pitch is over for a call strike to Munoz. Munoz uh, got up twice last night, went uh, one for two. Fastball up high. Here with uh, Tuckett Slade and uh, on a beautiful evening for baseball. Big crowd in the ballpark. Fireworks after the game tonight. Ball fouled up and back into the screen. As the Cougars... Looking for their 17th conference win here tonight. And with that, that would definitely get them into the tournament. And in uh, four left, they'd left, they could end up with 21 wins. Swing and a miss. He strikes uh, Munoz out. Two strike strikeouts now by Easton Walker. Hey, you know, we got the 20 wins, a disappointing 20 wins three years ago when we had a chance to get 23 ran- wins. But... Uh, the, the dreaded Gonzaga series. Yeah, 
Well, you know what, though? We call it dreaded, but at the end of the day, it was the best thing that could have happened because we took them by surprise the next week. They just didn't see it coming. The and Cougars have never been the number one seed in the West Coast Conference Tournament. They've been the number two seed in 2016, uh, the three seed in 13, 15, and 17. So the number one seed does have some advantages, although uh, in a four-team tournament, not much. Pitch is uh, over for a strike. Banner Island Ballpark, uh, the home of the Stockton Ports. That's the double-A affiliate of the Oakland Athletics. Nice ballpark. Got yeah, a lot of character. It really does. Some cool configurations. On a warm day, that ball can fly out of that stadium, too. 1-1 one, one pitch, a swing and a miss, 1-2. and two. And it's usually warm that yeah. time of year. Yes, it it was 97 yeah. when I flew into Stockton. What, two weeks ago? Yeah. It was two weeks, right? Yeah, it, it was. It's all kind of jumbled up. I can't remember. Yes, it, yes, it, it was. It was two weeks. Three weeks ago was Seattle. Mm-hmm. L.A. was last week. Pitch is down low, two and two. Cougars up one to nothing. Cougars got uh, one run on two base hits. The Dons had runners at first and third before the strikeout of Robert Emery ended their threat in the first. Westerman, a 216 average, two home runs, nine RBIs. He's had 97 at bats, 21 hits. Ball hit right at Sue on two hops. Uh, Oh, that's Casey Jacobson over there. Casey's in the game at third. Yeah. So Jacobson coming off the injury. Uh, Sue. Not sure what happened uh, with Brian. We just never know health-wise, but uh, Jacobson in at third. So pencil him him in at third base, and uh, Jacobson will be hitting in the uh, leadoff spot. That's one thing Sue's not afraid to do is he'll come in and tell Coach, Coach, hey, the head's not right. I got to get out. Two men out. Did not see any umpire make a move about uh, the change defensively. Pitch is over for a strike. 0-1. 0-1. As Kyle Nell, second baseman, he rockets one to right field, and that's a base hit by Nell. Good swing right there. Ricky Rada steps in. He's the third baseman, left-handed hitter. Urata, 205 average with uh, seven RBIs. Uh, one for two in last night's game. Don's kind of have their Kelly green jerseys on with the gray pants. Cougars in their cream color home uniforms. That pitch is uh, over for a strike. 0 and 1. Loyola Marymount, uh, 14 and. Uh, 10 on the year, and they're taking the week off. They've only got three games left. St. Mary's 12 and 9 coming in. And they've got uh, six games left. Ball and a strike. Nothing will be finally determined until that uh, last weekend. Cougars could wrap up the number one seed down in Santa Clara next week. Quick throw to first base, so the Cougars uh, flying into Oakland next week for Santa Clara and then might be back the next week into Oakland to take the bus over to uh, Stockton. 
That ball hit up the middle. Base hit right through the legs of Easton Walker. So the number eight and nine hitters for the Dons. Singling here with two men out. Top of the order now, uh, Tyler Villaroma, who singled his first time up, will step in. Three hits now by the Dons in the ballgame. Yeah, good piece of hitting right there. Went right back up the middle. You know that had to smart, and these Dons are playing for their lives here. If they were to get swept, they would not make the conference tournament. If they win one, they have a chance. If they win two, they've got an excellent chance to get in. Because yeah, this is their last this is it, series. Yeah. We've got two games left. Two men out, two men on, and the first pitch to Villaroman is over for a strike. Jack Winkler is on deck. Cougars, as we'd mentioned, nine wins against and no losses against these Dons here in Provo in the last nine games they played. Ball fouled off uh, back into the screen. I think that ball actually went through the screen and hit a man down in the front row down there, right next to the uh, San Francisco dugout. I think it went through or under that screen. Hmm. And he is uh, doubled over. Pitches up high. Hopefully he's okay. Well, that's something you, you got a net in front of you thinking you're safe, and then all of a sudden the ball comes crashing through. And That is just its crazy. It really is. One and two. Strike three called, and Villaroman goes down on strikes. The Dons, no runs, two hits, no errors, two runners left again. We're through an inning and a half, one nothing. Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Seven, eight, and nine do up for the Cougars. Keaton Kringland, Carson Matthews, Danny Jelilich. And the first pitch to Kringland's over for a strike. And this is that really not fun spot right here, Brent, because the sun is right in the pitcher, just right where his hand is and head, and then it's shade, so it's hard to really see it out of his hand this inning. 0-1-1 the count to Keaton. And he swings and misses 0-2. Yeah, and that's the pitcher. That's the pitch right there that's tough to see. You can't see spin. Kringlin, the Cougar first baseman, steps back in. And here's the 0-2. Keaton swings and misses, goes down on three straight pitches. One man out, and Carson Matthews coming to the plate. Matthews, the freshman second baseman out of San Clemente, California. 5'8", 170-pounder. Started about the first 12 games for the Cougars at shortstop before Clough took over, and now... He's at second base and uh, made several really good plays last night. I thought balls were going to get past him. and Good range by Matthews with a good arm and was able to throw some people out. First pitch, a swing and a miss. 0-1 the count to Matthews. Well, he's definitely our best second baseman 
of the crew out there when it comes defensively. Here's the 0-1. Squared the bunt, took the pitch uh, down low. Jelilich is on deck. Uh, Danny, three for three last night. He was also hit by three pitches. He leads the Cougars in that uh, department. That's not something you don't, I don't think you want to have happen, but he's been hit 14 times this year. Pitch is a little bit low. Brock Hill second on the team with uh, has been hit ten times. He was also hit last night. As the game really got out of hand with the Don just unable to throw strikes late in that ball game. Here is the 1-0 pitch. And Matthews takes that one over. Two and two the count. Cougars' 20 runs last night were a season high. Previously uh, at San Diego in game three down there, they scored 17. First 21 game by the Cougars since 2017 against Portland. Matthews fouls that one off. Cougars need to win four of five. That's if Gonzaga were to sweep to get to that number one seed. And here is the 2-2 pitch. Matthews swings and misses. Two strikeouts inning by Parker. And Jelich will step in. Remind me where Gonzaga ends up next week. They're at LMU. That's right. Yeah. Gonzaga and LMU, that'll be a... That'll be a fight. Right now, the number two and three teams in the conference, and they're both trying to hang on. Two men out, and Jelich fouls the first pitch up and off. The catcher's mask takes the mask right off his head. So Owen won the count. To Danny Jelilich, uh, he's got his average now up to 320. He and Sapedi um, have both been on fire. Jelic, 14 for his last 31. A 452 average since uh, starting that game two at uh, Pacific. And we talked about it during that Pacific game uh, when he had that good game in game two. But, boy, if he could just keep that going, really make a difference on this team. And it uh, certainly has. Absolutely. When I mean, he's a game changer when he gets on the bases. He really is. Owen to the count. And Parker's pitch is down low for a ball. Coach Lidwood keeps talking about Jelich and how he he hits full speed about a step and a half into his run, yeah. which is just uh, absolutely unbelievable. And for those of you in the park listening, uh, hopefully Danny can get a base hit and you can watch him run, especially some kind of an extra base. Hit that pitch is over for call strike three curveball. And Parker strikes out the side here in the inning for the Cougars. We're through two. BYU one, San Francisco nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Jack Winkler steps in. First pitch, curveball, swing and a miss by Winkler. He flew out to Jelilich in center field. 
his first time up. one nothing Cougars lead as we play the top of the third inning. Boy, conditions, sunshine, wind blowing out a little bit. Ball could really get out of here in a hurry tonight. Hey, you know, I, I kept waiting for an MVP to keep going and going and going, and it, it wasn't going as much as it was last night, but the wind wasn't going as hard as it is right now, so you definitely see that change. 1-1 one, one pitch, little looper, second baseman uh, Matthews going out. And shallow right field makes the catch for the out. Yeah, it just feels like the conditions right now with the sun up, sun out and uh, the wind blowing out that uh, you might see some long balls here in the ballpark tonight. You possibly could, especially with these next two hitters. Riley Helland, uh, four home runs on the year, 29 RBIs. He walked his first time up. The shade just about over the top of Easton Walker now. Still, the ball still kind of coming out of the sunshine. And the first pitch outside, ball one. And now the uh, sun becoming a little more of an issue for the left side of the infields and the left fielder, as well as uh, the center fielder, Jelilich. One ball, no strikes. That ball is grounded foul down the first base side. One ball, one strike, one out. We're in the top of the third. Cougars leading the San Francisco Dons by a score of one to nothing. Dons about hit the Cougars 3-2. Pitch is over for a strike. Pitch. Don's hitting 260 as a team. You compare that to BYU's uh, 287 average. Uh, Cougars on top of the conference with that uh, batting average. Did you see the stat the other day about the uh, the uh, AAA minor leagues are using major league balls this year? Yeah, and they have hit twice as many home runs. Wow. As they had this time last year? Yes. Wow. Now tell me yeah. how tightly wound those major yeah, league balls no are. Well, Double the number of home runs. Oh, that's crazy. They said they're going to have some guys that maybe hit 50, 60 home runs this year. Wow. In a full season. Wow. Here's the one, two. Up high, ball two. And I still think the pitchers in Major League Baseball have the advantage. They throw 100 miles an hour. I think the average fastball last season was like 95 miles an hour. This is crazy. Well, you know. You watch him bring a guy to the bullpen, it's 95, yeah. 97, 95, yeah. whatever. I mean, starting pitchers are throwing 100 now. It's crazy. 2-2 two, two pitch, just a little bit low, ball three. Crowd continuing to find seats here. If uh, you're not here, get here quick because it is filling up. Official sellout in the ballpark. It'll be interesting to see what the, the numbers are. I think the all-time record is around 3,100. I think that was when they had some larger temporary stands. There's a One hopper right at uh, Carson Matthews. He's got it and will throw out Helen. But still, big big crowd in the ballpark here. Yeah, it's great to have this type of crowd to show the support to this team that's been playing fantastic this year. Boy, what a change a year can make, right? I mean, this time last year, we were ready for the season to get over. Yeah, we were just counting down the games. Yeah. Tough year. Yeah. Two men out, and Jonathan Allen, who flew out to center field, will step in. Big left-handed hitter. And the first pitch, a little bit low, ball one. 
I'm the crazy numbers guy on the staff. I'm the one that's always looking at every little RPI point and every situation. Like I've mapped out every scenario of like what place we could get in and all this stuff. And and coach is like, it sure is nice when we can actually do that stuff and it matters. All again to Matthews. He's got it. Gobbles it up. Throws the first, and the Dons are retired in order here. We're through two and a half. One nothing. Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. All right, we're back here as uh, Casey Jacobson is going to step in. Casey will take over for Ryan Sue. We were told Sue just wasn't feeling well. So uh, Brian, as we've mentioned, uh, suffers from the, the seizures and some of the issues. And he, like you said, uh, he's very good about telling uh, Coach Littlewood when he's not quite right. Yeah, he knows when he's got a chance to trigger a seizure. So he just we're, we're really cautious on that. So you take him out and... It's good to see Casey back in the lineup after that injury. He's not fully 100% back, but he wants to finish this season. Casey Jacobson, one of the seniors on this team, and uh, 1-1 count now on Jacobson. Casey hitting 224 on the year, 76 at-bats. Two home runs, 10 RBIs. Just a plus-plus defender at third base. And the pitch is hit hard. Second baseman backhands it, comes up and throws the first for the out. Good play by Kyle Nell. Yeah, good swing right there by Casey. You know, you wonder how that kind of injury is going to – it's it's the left arm, his, his non-throwing arm. But, you know, when you swing, you got to use both arms. So nice to see him. And he's been working so hard with our trainer, Judd, the last couple of weeks to try to get back. So it's good to see him back out. Now here comes his boyhood uh, buddy, Noah Hill, both out of Flower Mound, Texas. Both seniors for the Cougars. Uh, Noah, the catcher, singled and has been the only guy that's scored in the ball game. So Hill will step in with one man out, and the first pitch is over for a strike. Parker, boys, into a rhythm out there right now. He struggled a little bit in the first, but the last couple innings, he's looked very good. Yeah, he's commanding his pitches right now. He's he's not giving in. So far, he's pitching to his game plan, and it's working so far. 0-1 the count, and the pitch from Parker, and that drops in 0-2. And usually with a guy like this, the lineup the, 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 the second time they see him is when they really start to, uh, to get after him. But uh, so far, Parker is just doing what he needs to do. Well, uh, Noah fell behind early in his first at bat and ended up singling. We'll see what he does here. Here's the 0-2, and that's down low for a ball. Mike Littlewood down in the third base coaching box. Seventh year as the head man here for the Cougars. Uh, Trent Pratt over on the first base side. The uh, lead assistant. Also uh, Brent Herring, Mike Bradshaw, and uh, Tuckett Slate here next to me. You know, you were talking about what a difference last year. Here's the 1-2. And Hill swings and misses, goes down on strikes. And I think you got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff, and you're part of that for, boy, just turning this program around. I mean, it had been on such a moving, such on a high path. And then last year, a little bit of a dip. But, boy, you've just got it going right back up again. And, uh, boy, baseball is such a mental game. It's just it's just hard to know exactly what's yeah, going on. it really is. And, and really, you give the credit to these players because they're the ones that bought in. They're the guys that, especially the returners, they didn't want to repeat that. And uh, it's been nice to see these guys make adjustments and, this team loves each other. They love to be around each other, and uh, you're, you're just seeing the way that they play the game because of it. 
Brock Hale steps in. First pitch down low for a ball. Uh, Brock uh, singled on a misplayed fly ball by the shortstop. Out behind the shortstop, and uh, nobody could uh, corral it. Ball got to... Uh, not sure if that was the son that got in the uh, shortstop's uh, eyes or not, but he lost it. And both uh, outfielders had no chance to make the play. There's that uh, little spinner curveball that drops in, one and one the count. Pitch is a little bit outside for ball two. Boy, you can just see Parker just all around the edges of the plate. Yeah, he's not missing middle. That was the difference. Ornito yesterday, their ace, just missed middle a lot. And in the offense didn't miss those pitches, and then the bullpen fell apart late. But uh, Parker's doing a good job. Here's a 2-1. That's on the outside corner. Because that pitch right there, it's a 2-1 count, positive count for Brock, and he throws a backdoor slider, which in Brock's eyes, the minute he sees it, he says, okay, it's a ball. It comes back right on the outer half, and it's a pitch that you usually take. But he gets to strike two, and now he can go to what he wants to for a strikeout. Two balls, two strikes. Brock hits this ball pretty well. Right fielder going back on the track. Makes the catch for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the third. No runs, hits, or errors. We're through three complete. One-nothing. Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network.